Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show podcast. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, and that is because we have Ronnie 2K in on the show. Ronnie, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing amazing. So we got a lot to talk about, but yeah. A, congratulations on the covers being out for the uh, for the new 2K release. Very exciting. Thank you. Uh, but before I, we talk about that and get into everything 2K and your journey there, I wanted to ask you about a story from the beginning of your career that I read about. And I wanted to check if this was true. Is is this correct that at the beginning of your career, you were working with a minor league team and you were involved in a Jose Canseco signing and then trade and then viral stunt that followed? What, What was the story behind that? And how were you involved in that at the beginning of your career? Yeah, that was sort of the first kind of grassroots thing. Before those days, there wasn't really social media. So it was kind of interesting to get my first taste of social media before we really got into social media. Um, th- what happened was, as a kid, I happened to like have this relationship connection with uh, Jose Canseco, who used to play for the Oakland A's, of course. Um, and then when I, you know, I was working for this minor league baseball team, it was my second job in sports. And my jobs in sports at first were, you know, as anybody, uh, grinding and uh, paying your dues and everything else that goes into working in this industry. Um, but I had that relationship. So I introduced him to, you know, our league and he thought it was pretty cool. And this was like the summer of the Juiced book that he wrote, right? So he was very, very relevant at, at that moment. Um, but we brought him on. And then he found out that we had a Long Beach team and his daughter, uh, who is now dating somebody famous, right? Um, Was, yeah. uh, I mean, that's how long this has been. He moved back uh, to, uh, you know, live in Long Beach with her. Um, and we had a Long Beach team, so we had to trade him, right? We had to make a move and, and move him to the other team. I was pretty upset about it because I had done all this work and I was like, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. So let me kind of get my own jab in. And so uh, it was never meant to be very viral. I, I definitely thought like people would find it funny and maybe get some local press, but it went really crazy. It was on uh, sports center. It was on a, a variety of uh, media. Um, but basically what we did was as a game day promotion, we, uh gave away juice boxes with his his stickers of his face um and i mean it's simple in its nature but it was also like really thought out and um working with this like really fun team minor league sports was all about that right like you had to make something out of nothing the budgets aren't very large um a lot of it's driven by the entertainment aspect like more than what's on the field we i remember we had like um game day promotions where we would like brush the bases with oversized toothbrushes because we had a um you know a dental partner right so like that's the kind of thing that really got you thinking but i think the best thing about that experience was i was very close with our season ticket holders because we needed to engage our super fans and i think that that lent itself really uh well early in my 2k career because that's how i sort of began that journey you know really talking and relying uh learning from our super fan i think anybody that works very close with our with their customer any brand is is really got an edge because they really understand what's important to the consumer and uh what you know toggles you gotta press to to make a to make an impact 
totally. And that's that's a pretty cool, you know, first viral story to have. Yeah. Uh, now, how long have you been with 2K? Uh, I'm going to date myself right now, but since NBA 2K8. So here we wow. are about to launch NBA 2K22. So yeah, almost almost 14 years. So, so what did you think of the 2K brand before you were involved? Yeah, so like I was like most kids, I uh, went home after working at my two jobs in sports, even when I was working in the legal field. And um, I would go and play video games. And the two games, I, there was three games I played a lot. PGA, uh, Tiger Woods, EA, and then NFL 2K5, NBA 2K5. Those were the three games. I, played. I also played a little bit of Fable. But mostly it was all about NBA 2K5. I was actually, I got really hooked on it uh, for NBA 2K5. And I was top 10 of the leaderboards. And that's really when I started like talking online. I remember my best friend Trey was actually the one that turned me on to 2K in general. Um, I didn't play it on Dreamcast, but I played the very first version on the, uh, on the Xbox. Um, and yeah, since then I've, that's really all I've done. Obviously I played, I played NBA Jam and Live and some of the other stuff when I was much younger, but uh, it's been 2K for pretty much the last 20 some odd years. Now, would you say that those early playing days were your peak in terms of personal video game playing performance or do you think you've gotten much better since then? Uh, I would say it was the peak just because I had time to play <laughs> right. 20 hours a day you know or whatever, whatever <laughs> crazy hours I was putting in. now i mean a lot of my job is very like on the road a lot of people see like um all the things that i do to promote 2k and um then obviously working with our our amazing development team uh is is a is a very fun you know back and forth as well so uh i'm I don't have the time that I had and a lot of, you know, the younger guys have gotten very good at our game. I'm still really good at it, but you know, like I don't get the time to grind to legend and do all these, you know, put in all these crazy hours that a, a lot of our uh, best players do, but I do think I could play in the 2k league. I do think I could do it. I really do. Now I wanted to ask you about the 2k league. So yeah. At what point, because I'm sure there was a turning point where you mm -hmm. wanted to make this happen mm -hmm. and owners in the league were like, this is a really bad idea. This, is, this isn't a sport. This isn't what we're about. This isn't any of that. It's even and, competitive if you think about it. Right. And yeah. then what, what was that turning point? Because there must have been one. Yeah, uh, well, it was a long road. I mean, like when I first started 2K, it was the only mode you could really play was quick game, right? Me, the Rockets, you, the Lakers, like that was how you played five on five God mode. In 2K10, we introduced career and that was really the first time where we're like, hey, why wouldn't there be a, a place where you could play as yourself and represent something? Uh, I don't know if at that time we thought it'd be NBA teams like it is now with the NBA 2K, the NBA teams having an NBA 2K league teams corresponding, they get the same kind of treatment. Um, they go through the same nutrition plan, same workout. It's crazy like how much uh, overlap there is between the NBA players and the NBA 2K league players. But I think that's when it really began because then it became about yourself. But that was a, a long progression. And you know, you look at visuals of 2K, but if you think about just the modes of 2K in just my career, not my career, the mode, <laughs> my career, meaning since I've been in 2K, it's been this like 
very long development, but with a long-term strategy of making the game about yourself and self-expression. You know, now we have the city and you walk around, you wear clothes, you, you know, uh, skate to between parks, you represent an affiliation. Um, there, there's a lot of like cool things, but that was a long-term vision. Scanning was another breakthrough, right? Like, so in 2K15, when we put scanning in the game, uh, you got to look like yourself, which was huge. 2K14 was the first time we put a park in the game where you could meet people that you never met before. Crazy thing about the 2K League is that a lot of these guys that played together, you know, at their houses for years had never met. And then all of a sudden they're, they're living together uh, and playing on 2K League teams. It's a pretty extraordinary change, but uh, the league uh, is actually at the turning point, no pun intended, they're on the turn right now uh, in season four, uh, which is just phenomenal, you know, where the league has been chugging and, and plugging for four years now. And it's, it's really great to see. It's so cool. I remember, I can't remember what season it was, but I was at a draft for the yeah. league at Barclays Center. Yeah. And that was season uh, two, I believe. Yeah. I think that was season two. And that was exciting. There yeah. was some, there was some real energy and that was, that was super cool to see. Yeah. That was when uh, our first female gamer ever was drafted was, was there. Um, Chiquita. Uh, yeah. Uh, but again, like you, you asked a good question, which is, the vision towards building something as big as that really takes a lot of thought and development over years. Like you don't get there overnight. It took a, a, a massive strategy by the great people that work at 2K, um, you know, our, our great development team, thinking about how we were gonna evolve and evolve and evolve to get to that final point. And I, I just think that, you know, that kind of thought process is, is really cool for a game that launches every single year. Totally. Speaking of a game, you know, that launches every year, the covers having just been announced, I was curious, you know, sort of the process, because it's almost like being on the cover is an award, right? Yeah. And, and that's really what it is. It's just yeah. a different kind of award. But for something like the MVP in the NBA, it's chosen between, you know, 100 plus media members who each get votes. And then it's counted based on you rank people first, second, third place. Uh, how do how do the covers work in the 2K league? Is it a similar thing between games? It's not 100 people. That work? I'll, tell you, I'll tell you that. It's not a lot of people. And that's honestly because I don't think a lot of people need to weigh in. I think in a lot of cases, the cover athlete is really obvious. But we usually, and I think this has been a pretty uh, similar thing throughout, there's three commonalities between a uh, a cover athlete. Number one, they're probably more on the rise than they're on the decline. Like it's more about like um, somebody that's we we're sort of saying is the next big guy. I mean, if you look at the last two cover athletes, Luca and and Zion, I, I, you know, those are going to be the two guys in the league for the, for the next fifteen years, right? So I think that's a big one. Storytelling. You know, we build we build our concept first for what we want to do in the game and what we want to do in marketing. Um, and then slot in a, a cover athlete that that most emulates that. You know, this year is anyone anywhere. I think Luca really tells that story really well. Um, he, you know, obviously with his with his background. And then uh, finally, I think the third thing is like we 
want to see success or we ex expect success from that player. And that's really borne out too, you know, like KG had never won a championship. The year we put him on the cover, he won a championship later that year. Kobe won a championship the year he was on the cover. Every single year, these guys win a championship within a one or two year period. So we sort of have a reverse curse. The only curse I'd say we have is it happens way too often, but maybe it's just the NBA. These players move around. So like, oh. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. remember the Kyrie thing? We had Kyrie on the cover uh, at first as a Cavalier and then as a Celtic, you know, that was a very challenging summer. People don't understand, like, there's a lot involved with a cover athlete moving teams, you know, or a rebrand at stores, you know, all of this stuff that goes into that. It's a good so, thing in a way. So what did you have to do that summer? Like, what were the, when you oh, was great. Do, it was what nice. are the first actions? I, I mean, it's like red alert because you have to change all of this creative and get, um, everything updated it's 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 a tremendous amount of work i mean think about how many copies are 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 sent they're distributed globally that trade happened like 11 days before our game came out so you know that was like it was challenging it was really fun it was really fun but there was there was already copies that were going to be out there of him in a Cavs uniform uh, it, the game isn't made overnight right like it's printed well in advance or not well in advance, but in advance where, you know, a trade that happens within two weeks of the season start or of our game coming out, that's going to be challenging to um, deal with, but it's also fun. I mean, and we've also like speculated. I mean, you think about the LeBron cover a couple years later, he's not in a uniform, but like we, we weren't sure he was going to move, but we thought it was possible. And we were like, let's, let's see if we can avoid what we had to deal with, with the, right. uh, the Kyrie thing. All right. But all of that is great conversation, great fodder for, for, uh, you know, the conversation around our game, because you think about how much player transaction affects our game in particular. And it's really, really neat because you know, you get to play those trades out. You saw LeBron um, a couple of years ago when he he did get moved to the Lakers. He's trying, he's playing as himself on the Lakers with his teammates for the first time in the game and not, you know, in practice. It's true. I think that that's I think that that's really interesting too. Totally. I, I feel like there was a lot of team bonding going on there. And yeah, you know, oh, for maybe, sure. Maybe a Those guys play, have played in the city. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, I think Kyrie and KD, uh, you know, knowing those guys, if you actually do your investigation, I don't know what year it was, but me, him, me and those two played a city game. And if you listen to their dialogue, you're like, these guys are definitely going to be teammates really soon. I mean, and that's how these relationships with a lot of these players are made just like they're made off, off the core between our 2K League players, our, our, our great community, like they make friendships. So do the NBA players playing 2K. And it's funny, you know, we may have, we have, may have created some teams over the years in that, in that regard. Speaking of NBA players playing 2K, mm -hmm. do you have a mental top list of the guys? I know Kevin takes his 2K game very seriously, but are there, you know, if there was a real tournament for a lot of money between NBA guys, who, who are you putting your money on? Well, obviously we had the ESPN players tournament last year. And I, that was funny that year, who did I say was going to win? I said it was going to be the Trey Young or 
for uh, KD, and KD lost in his first game, so that was rough. I think Trey Young lost his second game. The person that won was Devin Booker. Now, look, Devin is a great video game guy, um, and he beat his teammate, DeAndre Aiden, who I know plays a lot. I just think that there's guys that we don't even know are really amazing 2K players. I always anointed Paul George as my number one 2K player. And then I was at this, uh, we did, him and I did a court opening in Palmdale for 2K Foundations, our, our uh, court refurbishment program, which is so awesome. But we did a, a court opening in, in his hometown of Palmdale and he had like a side celebrity um, uh, athlete tournament. And in the finals, it was him and Patrick Beverly. I'm like, oh my God, PG's going to just wash him. And Pat won. And I'm like, I had no idea Pat Bev was this good at the game. So like, I would like to say it's, you know, PG, Kevin, Kat's really good. There's a, there's a bunch of guys, but I I don't know. I, I One day I hope we actually get to do a tournament on the mass scale. I thought the ESPN Players Tournament was a great nod towards that. Totally. Uh, but there's just so many ways to play our game. So I'd love to see like, how that looks in pro-am or career. I just think competitive uh, gaming for 2K, leveraging the NBA players, there's still a lot to do there because I want to find out who is the best. I really don't know. Totally. One thing that I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm curious if you'd put any thought towards this. I'm sure you have, but adding lots of celebrities just into the game, into like celebrity games. So on like that quick play type mode, yeah. uh, you can have some of these celebrity games with, with random people. What, yeah. where, is, is that something you've thought about? We had it for NBA 2K13. Um, we've seen that celebs want to play us themselves in career. So like we have this, we've scanned some celebs uh, and you'll see them in the city all the time playing as themselves with like, professionally scanned heads uh, and, and logos that verify them. Um, I think that's really cool because a lot of people, our, our consumer can actually like hang out with Quavo while he's playing and, and not just one consumer, like hundreds of people that are in the city, right? Right. Um, that would be hard in real life. So it's cool that it can happen in our game and it happens a lot. So I think that that currently is the best opportunity We'll have to see, you know, where, where this goes in the future. Maybe, totally. maybe we'll bring a celebrity team back at some point. I, I don't know. I, I, th- there's always an appetite for that. But right now, our, you know, we have to think about our most played mode and where our consumer can most have the opportunity to play against Quavo or guys like him. And that's in the city right now. Makes sense. What What has the shift been like from people – you know, back a few years back, everybody bought their copies of 2K physically. Mm-hmm. And now I'm curious how many people are buying it digitally now? And, and how does that, you know, sort of to the point of what we were talking about earlier and the covers and printing, how does that sort of uh, give you more leeway to do more fun things when so many That's a great question. are downloading it? It definitely has created more leeway to do things like that uh a couple years ago we did this special edition with travis scott uh that was released at ComplexCon that was super uh coveted um the physical the digital thing is obviously interesting it's across the not just our industry every industry right um as the world moves more digital the pandemic probably accelerated that a little bit even um but i think that there's a world for both like look there's a lot of people and you see it in the trading card world and, and other things, shoot the shoe world, which I'm very involved in. 
um, you know, collect having a physical good and having that collector's kind of stamp to it is, is still really important. But any way you can play our game, we're going to allow that. We're going to, um, you know, create, we're going to follow the market or we're going to lead the market really, but we're, we're going to put it out there both digitally and physically. There's some people that just want the box and I, I'm, I'm one of those people too. So I think I'll always try to buy my games physically just because I want, I want the box and, you know, that kind of work. That makes sense. I, it's great to hear that you're a collector as well. What are your, you're mostly into what, what type of sneakers or are you also? Uh, I have, I used to have 600 pairs of shoes. I actually offloaded 300 of them because of, uh, I, I work with Make-A-Wish and there was an opportunity to like give back. So like 300 of my shoes went to, um, uh, funding some wishes for Make-A-Wish. Um, I probably still need to like cut down more, but I'm in the middle of a renovation. So like my shoes are all over the place. Um, but I, there's some shoes that I just, I, I really like, and I, I've been a sneakerhead for years. So it's cool to have a pretty aspirational collection. I feel like I could go head to head with a lot of people, but, uh, it's just something I think about all the time. Um, and then, uh, I used to be a big trading card collector when I was a kid. And when I went to college, my, my mom threw away no. my cards. I had like 50,000 cards. And I'm sure there, I know there was a few Michael Jordan rookies in there. I'm, I'm, I bet you that collection was a couple million bucks. So I'm, I'm still salty about that, but I've gotten a little bit back into it uh, recently. Um, is you know, it's it's a really cool kind of business. But uh, yeah, you know, those are probably the things I collect the most. Do you have a outside of grail. outside of video game cases? <laughs> Do you have a holy grail sneaker? I got some really interesting stuff. I have a lot of one on ones. I have things that celebrities or NBA players have given me. Um, Trying to think, there's there's some random. I'm sure there's some grails that are worth a lot of money that are just tucked away that I've even kind of forgotten about. Um, I need like a like a refrigerated sneaker closet. That's what I've decided. Like a, a wine cellar, but for your sneakers. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. <laughs> that would that would be pretty cool. cool. Like how um cigars are kept in those. Yeah, I'm in the middle of a house renovation, and I don't even want to think about like things like adding anything like <laughs> I've, I've had about enough of that but you said you also collect video game cases do you do you go back beyond 2k or does that start at 2k most of my stuff is at is 2k but i got like i mean i still have all my nes games my n64 i still play a lot of n64 when you know we're doing social stuff I know and I've seen some of the, the prices on some of some of this stuff. I wish I hadn't unsealed a lot of this stuff. I think I had that Super Mario Bros. The one that's you know, like that 1.6 million. Yeah. I think I had the Super Mario Bros. thing. I, I've never looked. I probably should, but I still have all my all my old games. Um, I would definitely crazy look. now how much some of those are worth. Yeah, I mean, to the point, though, the reason they're all worth so much in the video games, because everybody opened them like what crazy person. Yeah, you wanted to play. Why, why were you like thinking about 40 years down the road where it'd be valuable? Right. And then the other thing is, well, everybody's mom throughout all their stuff. So that's why, you know, that but 
also in cards it's all condition based yeah um you know that, that's sort of the benefit yeah how are you going to keep a card cards for 40 years like really good unless you're for some reason nostradamus thinking about that stuff uh, yeah right and on top of that you just get lucky that there are no floods hurricanes all that sort of natural stuff right yeah. in a 40 year time span which is yeah um, most people move around most people like like collect dust you know like over that time period yeah i don't know how people keep that stuff pristine because god knows i can't but that uh that sort of lends itself very well uh if you know you're somebody that doesn't do a good job that like me right in the nft and digital collectible space which has now you know crossed all over 2k Mm -hmm. um whereas everything you get is in mint condition but the downside is that everybody's stuff is in mint condition because it's it's digital. Um, How much are you thinking about the NFT world in terms of its relationship uh, or potential relationship with 2K? I don't know if there's a potential relationship to 2K. Um, I think as a business, it has some legs because people want to capture those moments, but I'm not as bullish as some of my contemporaries. Like I, I think... I think it's cool. I think, I think that the ones that may work uh, will have some sort of like cool way of connecting to the physical version of that. Like I, I think an artwork and like storing that over years and have, like that might be cool. I don't know about like moments in, in time unless somehow, you know, we're policing the reposting of highlights and stuff like that. I just... I, I don't I don't see it and I, I don't know if it has 2k relevance in terms of like gameplay or anything like that we'll have to see it's kind of new I, I kind of keep my eye on it but I uh, I uh, I'm just not as probably as bullish as others on it the one thing that I think is a lock for nfts are t- its relationship with tickets mm-hmm. so if let's say Travis Scott performs at Madison Square Garden, and they sell the front row ticket for a thousand dollars yet that front row person resells it for ten thousand travis makes nothing of that nine thousand dollar difference but if that ticket is an nft he can set a percentage that he then gets of every in perpetuity so it gets sold 20 times he gets percentages of that so for the artist attaching that to a digital collectible just to incentivize people to want to purchase it that way and pay the 10% if they resell it. Mm-hmm. I think that's like. What do you think about the video game space? You what know, is the video game like corollary to that? Because I don't know if there is one. There isn't really. Um, the only place that it could be were if, you know, there were like cards inside of the games and yeah. then it's like, oh, this is also an NFT. And that's not like the primary value proposition, right? Like if it's like, oh, this is an NFT, you give us lots of money and then you get this JPEG that you then have the right to resell. Um, you know, that there that's what it has been, but what it should be is this is also an NFT. Like you, you get maybe like an NFT of 2K when you buy this special version, um, but that's just a bonus. It's just added value, um, you know, and it's just baked into the pricing model, you know? Fair enough. Yeah, we're going to have to see where this market goes. I mean, it definitely was hot 
a few months ago. I just wonder if as people get back to the regular world, assuming that that happens, the last week has been kind of murky, but uh, assuming that that happens, uh, <laughs> you know, we uh, will be interested to see things like collectibles maintaining their, their market value. Totally. Like you said, though, it's all about the real world utility. So th those are the ones that are going to, you know, continue to do. Well. I think those will do well and yeah. continue to do well. Everybody, everybody. Yeah, that, that's why your concert idea is actually a good one because it has some real world, you know, substance. Totally. And it, and at the end of the day, it's like people are only going to do it if it benefits all, all sides. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know a lot of athletes and, and, you know, athletes will complain to you, even though I'm sure you're not even the person who makes the ratings. A that, busy. Right. Cause they're, they're just, you know, upset about their rating, even though it is correspondent to how they're playing. Um, but I'm sure a lot of celebrities try to hit you up to get their, you know, ratings for whatever mode of the game they're playing up uh is there you know is there a, a personal criteria will you give it to somebody because you like their music and not to somebody because you don't or how how does that process in your head work we have a we have a pretty sophisticated benchmark benchmarking i mean look if if i gave it to every would-be rapper uh everybody in the SoundCloud game would be, rapper. <laughs> or every would-be fashion designer everybody in the world would be verified generally you know like we we verify for uh certain benchmarks and you definitely know like the whole part of verification literally was having this conversation earlier for whatever reason everybody on twitter today is getting verified and i'm like is it really a verification anymore if you're if everybody's got it so like for us it's it's important to to maintain that to the people that play our game a lot put out constructive you know, uh, content, um, you know, are really excited to, to play it and, and do more with it and treat it as a facility. Um, but then, you know, like keep it special by maintaining certain benchmarks. That's all. Um, you would know everybody that's verified. That makes sense. Like, I'll, I'll tell you like, a, uh, NFL players are, are verified in the game. But the second that you're not an NFL player before or after, you're not verified, right? You're, never, you're, a, verified, you're a verified football player in our game. Same thing across all sports. Got it. And then you would have to get re-verified if you're like somebody like Tom Brady? Every year you, you have to re-verify. It's not a big deal. I just It allows us to kind of uh, uh, check in on the relationship, see how much they're playing and, and putting out good content it's smart and 2k is the benefit of it being a different game every year so right. you know you you sort of have to i mean you, we have to because like the career is totally different you know it's not a iterative game it's uh if you just if you, if you just look at the career mode alone in the last few years it's, it's totally different than what it used to be every year it's changed dramatically now we now have a city uh, last year we had a neighborhood before it was just parks, right? Like, so when the game changes as much, we, we need to, um, be verifying because it's a, you're verifying something new. Right. Are there any celebrities or just people out there that you were surprised play 2k? Like, are there any like OG older celebrities or movie stars? You know, like I got hit like up by, and I was so 
kind of confused was like I'm followed by like Jennifer Love Hewitt and Melissa Joan Hart and they don't follow anybody on Twitter and I'm like their kids play like and then like Macy Gray like DM me recently and was like hey I, I play 2k can you verify my person I'm like really <laughs> I mean you might I'll go look up your gamer tag see how much you play um but I don't know it's it's amazing what I will say is that 2k is created this culture of like inclusivity and community and uh culture that nothing really surprises me just because like it really we really do build this game for for anyone and anywhere really like it, it is it is cool that way um so i guess nothing really nothing really surprises me anybody that plays 2k is cool in my book what what would shock you if like a president reached out or a uh, a leader of a nation who's playing 2K in their free time instead, instead of leading the free country? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty, probably, pretty much. That might scare me more than anything. Um, I feel like President Obama. Must I feel like Obama should point. definitely play again. He must have, or maybe he I would love. I would love to find that out. If anybody can figure that out for me, that would be great. <laughs> That would be we'll do, we'll, do some fun, we'll do some fun content if anybody can uh, <laughs> find out if President Obama plays our game. Imagine getting a DM uh, you know from President Obama. Hey, would out you of mind this podcast, verifying I'd be very excited. Would you mind very verifying excited. my profile? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can do that, Mr. President. I feel like I can do that. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, we'd have to come up with a new symbol though. We have different logos based on what you do for a living. Ah. Like fashion designers have something, musicians have something, sports people have something, streamers have something. We'd have to like come up with some presidential seal. Maybe it's just the presidential seal. There, there we I, go. That would be pretty bad. Check. Dang. Now, 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 I just got to become president real quick to get the seal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, if anybody wants a logo, that's the that's the way to do it. <laughs> right. Um, now what, what are you most excited about now? You got 2k, you know, 22 coming up. Um, you're, you're out here still collecting in different niches. What, what excites you the most right now? That's the final question I got for you. Uh, look, I, I think that like a lot of people are like, Oh, what do you do next year? You know, you've, you've put MJ on the cover before you've, uh, created this amazing career experience. Like we've done so much in music and fashion and on the periphery of basketball. Uh, I really think, and it's because the brilliance of the NBA and the like intelligence of our development team that we're really just scratching the surface. Like the sky's the limit on, on this franchise just because there's so many ways that we can grow the lifestyle around basketball that will really resonate with a basketball fan. Um, and yeah, so without giving too much away, I, you know, like it's always amazing every year. Like if you had ever, our fan base is extremely passionate and they're like, Oh, you got to do this next. You got to do this next. Um, and it's usually ideas from years before. And I'm always like, how are you guys going to speculate on something you don't even know about yet? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Meaning like we, 
have proven in my 13 and a half years of 2K that we will come up with a feature that will come from nowhere. Like it will just be like, what, where did that, like, how did they think of that? And it's not a one day process and it's not a one person process. It's a, there's a lot of very, the smartest people I've met in my life are work at 2K and, um, you know, the hardest working people in my life I've met at 2K. And th those in combination, along with like opportunity, right? Like the way, even if you think about my career, right? Again, not the mode, meaning my <laughs> life, right? A lot of the growth of social media, the growth of NBA, the growth of lifestyle around basketball, that all happened around the same time as when my profession was really building. So it was opportunity meet, meeting a lot of hard work. Um, it's the same with our game, you know? We continue to grow in ways that are unpredictable, but also very relevant. You know, the things that happened last year with BLM and our response to that, um, we always have a way to respond. It's very 2K, very us, um, but very thoughtful as well. So I, 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 like I said, I think we're just scratching the surface. I think that there is so much more to do in the world of lifestyle, basketball, culture, shoes, fashion, music, that unlike a lot of other annualized games, other, other even annualized sports games, I feel like it would be much more challenging to work on those than ours in terms of opportunity. So I'm really excited for more opportunity, even though we've done things that are really impressive, we're just scratching the surface. That's awesome. And I think too, is people care more and more about their digital presence and the way that people see them. Mm -hmm. 2K is just another avenue for that entire, you know. Well, no, not only that, dude, it's also an avenue for distribution of what you're passionate about. Right. You know, like we've, we've, um, we've developed people's music platform, right? Like people submit soundtracks. I was part of the, um, the uh, panel last year with United Masters that picked, you know, 20 dynamic tracks to come onto our soundtrack. We worked with Steve Stell. We worked with Kevin Durant. We worked with a bunch of other people to build this thing. Um, how cool is that? A video game to launch yes. your actual music career. We've done the same with fashion, you know, like in the last couple of years, we've dropped all these fashion brands into the city and people wear clothes digitally. You pro you might have more clothes in the city than you have in, in the real world. And like, and people are seeing it more in the game than they do in the real world. And I think that that's so cool because we are setting up um, branding opportunities for all of these people, including NBA players, right? NBA players think about how they want to brand leveraging 2K. Um, so it's all, it's all really exciting. I think as long, we, we have really ambitious goals always to grow as a platform for the next. Totally. So as long as we continue to innovate and do that, which we will, because we have really smart people that work really hard, um, the sky's the limit. And not even, you know, getting into the whole streaming side of things. That's a whole nother, like, that's a whole nother thing. Whole nother, whole nother e world. Sports, but... all of that stuff is another extension. I'm just talking about the core of our product, which is a basketball video game. We 
we've done a lot, uh, but we're just scratching the surface. I, I can't wait, man. And the thing that I'm the most excited for too is, so the way that I look for sports cards and even watch YouTube now is in VR and Oculus. Yeah. Um, so I, I know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, techno technology continues to expand the, the, uh, improvement of the ps5 hardware over the ps4 hardware for example has been drastic which has allowed us to um you know add things like the city and its huge magnitude and and then learn and iterate in future years technology is going to allow us to continue to meet with that innovation like i said i keep banging the same word over and over again but uh, we're just scratching the surface because technology is going to continue to expand. We're just, our our like um, arsenal of opportunities, whether that's technology, the game of basketball, the culture around basketball, all that stuff continues to develop, which will allow us to meet the challenge and continue to develop it alongside that. And so that's why, you know, in the in the millennial world that we live in, where people hop around job to job. It's been, I really get excited about going to work every day. Well, not going physically to work lately, but going but, mentally to work, but going mentally to work um, <laughs> every day because of the every day is new and exciting and innovative. And there's, that's, what's great about this profession more than anything. Well, I can't wait to see everything you guys continue to do. Thank you so much for doing this and uh -oh. everybody get a NBA 2K22 and it drops. Awesome. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace. Um, thank you so much, man. That no was worries. awesome.